Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling, with a focus on Japan, but we talk about a little bit of everything. I'm your host, TJ, a.k.a. Aspier, and with me is my co-host, Caitlin. Hey, everybody. Each week, we kick off the show discussing the news from the past week, which we find interesting, follow it up with a rundown of all the shows being taped this week or airing live, and finish up with our usual roundup of all the miscellaneous wrestling we watched recently which is basically all Mania shows. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry, it's so, going to be you. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, and we didn't even watch like half the shows. So. Yeah. Uh, it's just a lot of shit going on. Uh, mostly good, I think. At least a lot I of think mostly stuff. good, but I think last year, well, not last year, I guess like... Two years ago? Yeah. When uh, the Indies died. Yeah. <laughs> I'm joking, but yeah, but yeah that's what we're going to mostly talk about uh, in the roundup, but... Before we and after that, we'll get into our main topics for the week. Uh, this week is up to 64, and our main topics this week will be the first three nights of All Japan's Champion Carnival and DT's April Fool 2021 from Cork and Hall. We're going to talk about Dragon Gate's Cork and Hall show, but just didn't no get time. to it. <laughs> and also, I thought the Tokyo Joshi Cork and Hall show was this weekend, but no, it's next weekend, so or this coming weekend. So we can talk about it next week. Thankfully, it wasn't this weekend actually, so we could make time for it and talk about it next week. Yeah. But but yeah, other than that, uh, what have you been up to? I mean, obviously, Mania shit. That's majority of what we've done. I don't think we've done a whole lot of anything else, really. I was going to say not really. Um, we've been playing our usual stuff, so there's that. Uh, Watch well, Shaman King, I guess. Yeah, I'll say, it, I mean, I don't, I, it's hard to tell. It's the first episode. Uh, and first two? We watched two. Oh, fuck, I forgot we do watch two. Sorry. <laughs> but no, like, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I'm interested to see how it goes, because like, literally my only exposure to shaman king was when i was a kid watching or reading shonen jump like random chapters of it uh the guy i know there's an anime before i never watched it and i've never really sat down and read shaman I need to king read it, yeah people say it's really good yeah so i'm i'm really curious about this how this ends up going i hope it's good for the longtime fans of it i think it's gonna be like what like 52 episodes yeah, it's like or something. 52 episodes but at least that'll give us something to watch because the season's a little dry honestly i was even looking at shit to like just to just pick to up and i'm like this season's really fucking bad like there's just some really creepy shit, or it's just fucking, like, yeah. We were going to watch Tokyo Revengers, but that didn't happen, because that made tape yesterday, finally. Was it yesterday, or was yeah. it Saturday? It was one of, it was Saturday or Sunday. And then fucking uh, Way of the House Husband, I thought it was a fucking full series, but it's only, like, five three episodes. five episodes, so. It's getting a part two, but I don't know when that's going to be, so. Uh, but we'll probably binge that sometime. <laughs> yeah, probably it's week, just probably. so I don't have to watch fucking wrestling until Wednesday. Woohoo! Yeah. And then, uh. I watched the first episode of Megalobox, finally, even though I m- wanted to watch second season, episode two, because I made a tape this weekend, but just all the wrestling and shit, I was just like, I don't <laughs> want to watch anything right now, but uh, first episode was really good, though. I am i don't know where the story is, like, why everything's happening. I know it's the first episode, so it's, they're just waiting to see, but it's like, if you don't know what it is, it's like, basically boxing, but with, like, mechanical arms and shit, like, it's basically kind of, kind of like Max, not really, but basically this dude in the first season... He's, like, on the street. He's just, he has, like, a shitty gear, and he's basically fighting his way up to go to the big tournament. They're WrestleMania equivalent, I guess. And he ends up going and winning it. And then in this season, it's seven years later, and apparently he's, like, quit that. Like, he just disappeared from, like, the rank or like the pro league of it. And now he's back on the streets just doing, like, underground shit, doing getting paid per fight, 
pretending he's not who he was because he's, he's got a full beard and everything. He's hiding yeah. who he is. He's going by Nomad now, and he's a drug addict now. It doesn't explain why. Like, I feel like it has, like, something happened, and that's why he's using drugs to, like, forget about it. They probably won't explain that in the first episode. Yeah, so, so. it definitely seems like it's to be a heavy series, so I'm really excited yeah. for that. Cause, I mean, the first scene is kind of heavy, too, but it was in different ways. Now it seems like they're going to be going. Now it's kind of grimy. Like, little, like, not grimy, but grittier, I guess. Yeah, I think it's going to end up dealing with, like, depression and, like, obviously drug abuse and shit like that. So yeah. I'm curious how how it goes, but it seems like everyone's enjoying it so far. So, But enough talking because we got a lot to talk about because uh, we'll see how long this episode is because I really don't have any idea. At least there's not a whole lot of news that I think is really worth talking about. Thank God. Really, it's just Dragon Gate, which they announced the uh, King of Gate 2021 lineup. Uh, it's going to be uh, three blocks of six. A block is uh, Ben K., Doi, Kota Minora, Diamante, BB Hulk, and uh, Yoshida. Uh, B block is uh, SP Kento, Dragon Kid, Ada, Jason Lee, KZ, and Susumu Yokosuka. And C block is uh, Shun Skywalker, Yamado, Hip Hop Kikida, Kaito Ishida, Keisuke Okuda, and UT. A block is very weird. Yeah, yeah, A block is weird. B block is probably like the block I'm most excited about, but I think B and C are both pretty equally stacked. Yeah. This is a there block. There will be some matches in C and B that obviously I'm kind of like, eh. more so C, but yeah, I was gonna say those are definitely more more suitable, I guess. And then A is just I don't know. <laughs> we'll see how much of this makes makes tape since True. usually it doesn't usually it doesn't usually make tape. Last year we got kind of treated since it was no fans. So they basically taped everything in front of stuff. Oh just yeah, to see that's it. right. That's so right. So we actually got to see basically the whole tournament. We'll see if it ends up being like that this year, but I kind of <sighs> doubt it. But either way, hopefully some of the big matchups make tape. I love that they're kicking off the thing with fucking SPK versus Dragon Kid. Of course they are. <laughs> but uh, other than that, like not a whole lot of news. Most of the news is coming out of like some of the shows we're talking about, or one of the shows at least for DDT, and a little bit of GCW news that I'm gonna I'm, I want to talk about. But we'll get to that when we talk about the Mania weekend shit. But you gonna talk about AEW news? We'll talk about that with okay. DDT too. I think. Because obviously it kind of coincides with each other. But uh, let's go through what's airing this week and then we can uh, get into the mini weekend shit. Uh, what's airing this week? Uh, DT aired live on Rust University April 11th. All Japan's Champion Carnival kicked off uh, live on All Japan TV April 9th and 10th. And then the third show on the 11th is up on VOD, so it's now up officially since we're going to talk about it. And then uh, it's going to continue on April 17th and 18th live. Let me go ahead and pull up these cards real quick so we can run down what's happening this weekend. All right. The uh, April 17th show for Champions Carnival matches has uh, Suwama versus Koji Doi, Zeus versus Yuma Aoyagi, Jake Lee versus Shinjiro Otani, uh, and Shotaro Shino versus Kohei Sato. Uh, undercard shit, if you don't care. It's uh, Black Mensa Rei, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamura versus Izanagi, Iwamoto, and Alejandro. Uh, Chuji Shikawa and Francesco Akira versus Yoshitatsu and Ryuko Honda. And uh, Kenta Miyahara and Atsuki Oyagi and uh, Rising Hayato versus Tajiri, Hokuto Mori, and Kumo Rashi. For the April 18th show, uh, for Champions Carnival matches, we got Zeus versus uh, Kohei Sato, Jake Lee versus Yuma Oyagi, Chuji Shikawa versus Shinjiro Otani, and uh, Kenta Miyahara versus Koji Doi. And then... Uh, also have a, because uh, it's a dark match, is uh, Izanagi versus Ruki Honda. Uh, there's a junior special tag match, uh, six-man tag. Uh, Koji Yamoto, Black Metsu Ray, and uh, Takaro Nikki from uh, 2AW. I think that's Takaro Nikki before I fucking 
me just double check that. Yes, I was correct. I'm glad I can still remember how to read his name. <laughs> uh, let's see, Atsuki Aoyagi. Or versus Atsuki Aoyagi. Uh, Rising Haido and Francesco Akira. Then we got uh, Yoshitatsu versus Matsumoto something. I don't even know what the fuck this is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, Takatoshi Matsumoto. And, uh, and then another six-man tag. Uh, Suwama, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamura versus Tajiri, Hokuto Mori, and Kumarashi. For uh, what else? Make a tape. Uh, New Japan's uh, Road to Wrestling on Taku continues on New Japan World April 13th and 15th. Uh, Vamo Star March 26th airs on Nico Pro on April 13th. Uh, Tokyo Joshi's going to air live on April 14th, 17th, and 18th. The 17th is, is the Cork and Hall show. And uh, I think the 14th and 18th are their uh, English language show that they're doing. Mm. Like, But uh, see, Dragon Gate airs live on Dragon Gate Network for a day and night show on April 18th. And then Stardom has two shows on April 17th and 18th, which will be up on Stardom World later. Not a whole lot of here this week, really. Good. But, uh, yeah, I was after this Mania weekend, I'm ready to take <laughs> it, relax a little bit with the wrestling and just mostly just focus on Champions Carnival, which has been really good, pretty good so far, but mm. we'll we'll talk about that last. But uh, let's get into uh, the One Wrestling Roundup, where we talk about all the wrestling we've watched the past week. And like I said, it's basically all uh, Mania shit, so we're going to kind of go in uh, order of date, like when it happened. So I'm including this since it is technically Mania week. It's uh, AEW's. We watched it, so. Yeah, it's an uh, AEW show from uh, April 7th. Uh, well, it was a decent show overall. Uh, Hangman versus Caster. Like, I like the caption on Hangman's shit, um, saying he enjoyed the new little Nas X song. That was fucking great. But uh, hard to pay attention to this when uh, Dunn and Kushida was on at the same time, and I don't care about Caster at all. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, didn't seem that good. It wasn't. It really wasn't that great. <laughs> it was weird how they had to have Caster cheat, and he still lost. He cheated like multiple times, mm. and still lost. I'm like, that's uh. That's a thing there, and Hangman is still in limbo. I don't really know what he's doing. Yeah, he's supposedly the number one contender right now, but whatever that what? means. Like, what is like, that, the rankings? I think he's number one in the rankings. Oh, who then. gives a fuck? The rankings don't mean a damn thing. Well, besides the women's, because, you know, Tay's actually number one, and she's getting a challenge, I guess. Oh, and I should say, since like the sense of AEW versus TakeOver at this, we were watching them at the same time. I didn't go back and watch either one, so uh, kind of be giving thoughts comparing the two more than anything really mm. uh see more on AEW had some some inner circle segment people apparently love the jericho really thing i didn't that like shit it was awful it was really rambling that's really my honestly that's all it was was him just rambling and saying some nonsensical shit and cussing and trying to be as vulgar as possible i guess him fucking up his like uh insult to uh ward was, was really funny shit. though <laughs> fucking million dollar brain and a two cent body and obviously he meant the other way around I'm like sir <laughs> uh Let's see, other, other stuff on there. Uh, Bear Country versus Jurassic Express was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, had a ton of big spots, as you'd expect. Had some botches, but, I mean, they're not. They're all kind of new other than uh, Luchasaurus. So. Yeah. Didn't really expect a cool, lot. Though. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, let's see, uh, Lance uh, needs a writer very badly, man. His promos have been awful since the Sting program started. I just... Well, his promos aren't that best anyway. I would just anyway, say but... let Jake talk, but I'm even like, I don't even think oh, Jake's that's going to help. Too. Yeah, I'm just like, fuck. Jake is only good in like the pre-tape shit. Like him with a live mic is fucking not yeah. good. Let's see. Uh, JD Drake versus Darby was fucking awesome, though. Like it started off really good, but then Sting got involved. And then once he finally left, it went to picture in picture. And I, I'm sorry, I, I can't care about Like, picture-in-picture picture always takes me out of matches, honestly. Yeah, I can't pay attention to that small-ass screen. <laughs> but uh, once I got back, though, it rocked. Like, Jake, mm. Drake hit this great spot, just throwing Darby into the ropes from the outside, and Lynn Larry hit him on the rebound. If 
fucking awesome spot. And yeah, if there's anything to watch on this uh, AEW show, I definitely recommend definitely checking that out. That, yeah, yeah, that shit was really good. And then the show ended with more Young Bucks melodrama. <sighs> Uh, I guess since TakeOver that night didn't have any melodrama, they wanted to make up for it on AEW. Cause that was so was... fucking lame, dude. Jesus Christ. God, I don't know anyone. Like, who is interested in this? I'm sorry. They've been doing this for fucking years, and it's not, like, none of it's ever compelling. I don't care. <laughs> fucking break up or not, just stop. At least, like, a lot of people that do have, like, this Young Bucks shit in the past... Even that, I think they hit a breaking point with this and think it's bad now. It's about fucking time you did. I know everyone loved it during the whole, uh, no. like, Kenny and Hangman feud bullshit. That was annoying. Okay. <laughs> I didn't mind it as much during the, um, I don't like the Kenny and uh, Ibushi shit, like, or the Golden Lovers oh, versus Bucks God. shit. But either way, like, I don't know. At least, uh, pretty much universally, everyone's been shitting on this, so. Um, uh, but, like I said, overall, it was a fine show. Mostly, it's. Check out JD Drake and Darby. It's definitely worth your time if you have it. That's pretty boring, but yeah, that that's pretty much it. Wait, were there women? Oh fuck, I didn't take anything on the I women. Was like, honestly, well, it wasn't really worth your time anyway, so that's probably why. What's the stupid shit about the women? She was like, uh, they fought, made it seem like the match was about to start, and then they went to another segment with the Inner Circle or something. I don't know if that was. I forget. No, I mean, well, I they did some at the end with that. I think. I don't know. <laughs> This was like a week ago. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, Takeover night one. Uh, pre-show had Tony Storm versus Zoe something. What was it? Zoe Stark? Stark. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was a pre-show match. Uh, it wasn't bad. Neither one of them did anything really that impressive. I, I don't have a lot to say about it, really. I was going to say, I'm really not impressed with by either of them. So, I mean, <laughs> it's fine. Uh, see, Pete Dunn versus Kushida. I thought it was a really good match. Uh, good action. Great pace throughout. It wasn't like blow away or anything like you would have expected. I had a hope for, but. I don't really care. Uh, the gauntlet match had happened. I don't have anything to say about it. I was going to say, I think the winner was odd. Yeah. Them picking Reed was odd when you had the story with Loomis. That's I, yeah. really my only take from it, I guess. Yeah, I really thought Loomis was going to win, honestly. Yeah. But, uh, nope, it was uh, <laughs> Reed, so. Uh, Walter and Ciampa, Kyle is just there. and Everyone liked Walter Ciampa from what I saw, and I was like, why? Yeah, like, <laughs> they're in the middle watching it, and it's like, then Darby and Drake started, and I stopped caring exactly. about that. Exactly. All I remember from it is fucking uh, Ciampa running around the ropes for like five years like a dude, fucking weirdo. Dude, that was so lame. Like, all I was doing was trying to lariat him. Like, dude, can you just fucking stop? Just stop. Uh, see, tag title match. Uh, three ways I'm never a fan of except for uh, the one in Mania. <laughs> but, yeah, that was, yeah, but, uh, was really good. But this this one, too, was pretty good. Uh, hit all crazy, bunch of crazy spots. Had a good pace. All three of these teams are just really good. I mean, a little over the top at times, but... Uh, it's NXT. Yeah, so it's kind of par on, yeah. on par for what NXT does, but uh, I enjoyed it, so definitely something you can check out. Yeah, definitely a highlight from that show. Uh, women's title match is fine. I mean... No. Like, honestly, I wasn't really paying attention to it, because... Uh, it fucking sucked. Was that too, was awful. Yeah, so, since we were watching this live at, with AEW and TakeOver at the same time, I was kind of too busy talking to people about how shitty the Dynamite angle was to actually pay attention to the match. Once the Bucks and Kenny come on, that's when I tune the fuck out, so I had to watch this shit, and it fucking sucked. So both suck. <laughs> both parts suck. Yay. But that's all we watched on Wednesday. So I guess talk about Thursday. Uh, not a whole lot on Thursday, really. Uh, takeover night two. Uh, pre-show, Brizongo and uh, Maverick and fuck what's his face. Uh, Dane? Kill- Killing Dane. Yeah, him. Uh, they had a match. It was fine. Uh, Brizongo came out as pirates. So that's cool. I love I guess, when but... they dress up like that shit. I just love when they dress up. Yeah, so honestly, them dressing up was like the highlight of it. Um. Wait, who won the match? 
Was it Dane and Drake? No, it was it Breeze? Wait. I honestly don't oh remember. Oh, my God. What's important? Because it's whoever's going to be the next contender oh, for fuck, the title. Oh, fuck. I forgot that was a fucking uh, number one contender which I, match. Which but. they said all of a sudden. I was like, um, okay, these two teams, I don't really think they've been on TV much, but sure, we'll go with it. But uh, main show uh, kicked off with Escobar and Devlin. Uh, I don't like ladder matches. I don't like Devlin. So it happened, honestly. like I'd Escobar's son was there, and they should have let him fucking do the thing. Yeah, his son yeah. was, like, the fucking highlight of the fucking match. Honestly, not even the match, but obviously the post-match and everything. Like, that dude, is, that kid is fucking awesome. I love that fucking kid, bro. <laughs> but, uh... That's it, yeah. Women's Tag was, um, something. Mm. Uh, which is the way it won, because the first two NXT champions being V-Zero would have been funnier than just, uh, Shotzi and Ember, Ember winning, but... <laughs> I mean, it's nice, cause apparently, um... Yeah, Shotzi's dad, dad passed away, away so... Uh, so, yeah. So, that's... Not saying, like, as a reason or anything, but, yeah, it's just that sad. It's always not, yeah. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Rita happened. It's a Gargano match. Don't give a fuck. There you go. They fucking kicked off the match with that fucking, like, head scissors, fucking uh, oh, cartwheel fucking shit. Oh, fucking botched that shit. And it looked like Someone awful. Someone like, botched. I don't know what happened. I don't know who fucked it up, but it looked awful. Like, that, that spot is fine itself, yeah. but they just completely fucked it up. Like, it looked so bad. Uh... Finn and uh, Ken Cross was kind of ass, yeah. but uh, not surprising, really, considering uh, it's Their Cross in there. last one was ass. And Cross won, so. So you got two MAGA champs in NXT. Congratulations. I don't know what the fuck they're doing with him anyway, like, Who, for Cross. Cross. Like, no one knows. Just stop. I don't know why they have him have such long matches. Just fucking have him he squash people. He literally needs to be, like, ten minutes at least, like, at the most, ten minutes. Once it goes past that, I'm like, oh, fucking Christ, here we go. And also, can they stop making Scarlet weird? Oh my god, she was... What the hell was with the spikes and shit? I didn't understand. And then fucking Dolph had him on fucking Mania too. I was like, wait, what is with the spikes? Did I miss the trend? Man, don't you don't even... NXT don't even have to fuck or, uh, mess up Scarlet herself. She's doing it herself now with the fucking oh, music video I shit. I forgot about that. Yeah, oh my Jesus. god. Jesus, that song's awful. They call it music is... Uh, yeah, I'm like, calling that music but... is... Uh... <laughs> but, uh, let's see, in the main event, uh, honestly, I got really bored Yo. during it. Like... Yo. Of Kyle, Cole, and Kyle, I, like, I went to bed. I just, like, I can't watch this anymore, and apparently went over 45 minutes. No, it was, like, 40-22. Either way, yeah. But still, that's too long. It was very boring. Had your usual NXT melodrama that the yeah. first night lacked. So, if you want that from your main events, this is for you, I guess. I've seen the usual people that like this kind of shit like this match. It's actually surprising. My timeline was, uh... Was pretty much critiquing it, but there, you know, there were some that were like, oh my god, it's like the best fucking main event ever. And I was like, what the hell did you watch? I was literally sitting there almost falling asleep, and I just gave up. But yeah, not a whole lot of like Don't Take Over, really. Like, it had some stuff, like, mostly on night one, honestly. Like, I like Don and Kushida well enough. We saw Saray on night one with Stephanie, and I'm sure Stephanie so has no idea who the fuck that is, but okay. And then the tag title match was fun. Yeah. And, uh,. Not really anything. I liked on night two at all, really. Yeah. But yeah, if you like NXT, you probably like it. I don't know. I'd yeah, I was just... like, if you're a regular watcher, maybe you'll like it. But I'm just like, no. <laughs> NXT I, just I can't. Does, it just doesn't do any, do yeah, anything. Yeah, it's anymore, really, really, it's really, really sad to see how um, how far they've just fallen down. It's, it's just bad. Uh, so then for actual indie shit, uh, let's get into the Ask Cup night one. Oh Lord, I'm sure most of you all probably saw like everything that happened during this. Poor fucking event going on. This whole show was cursed. This was and then... cursed. The entire show was cursed. The... Never mind. We'll wait till we get to the last day of it. But let's go through it real quick. Uh, 
first kicked off show, Tangman versus Carino, and it was basically a squash, which, which was, was the best case scenario. Yeah. Uh, Lee versus Laredo Kid, it was it was fine. I didn't have a whole lot to say about it. Uh, Dragon Ben Dragon Bane versus KTB. I thought this was really good. Honestly, like one mm-hmm. of the best matches of the tournament. Yeah. Uh, KTB was a good base for Bane to do what he does best, and it was just a really fun time. I was gonna say, like KTB, he usually does pretty good in his matches, so wasn't really surprised here. And Dragon Bane did good too. So. Oh, yeah, Jordan Oliver versus Edith Surreal. Uh, it happened. We, it was, it was, it was really weird. Based, yeah, it was, yeah. Really, it was really weird to see him. It'd be so <laughs> mad based with him. Like they did that with him and AJ. Like the one other uh, GCW show we watched that was before this. He was kind of working more of map based, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, this, this is definitely not what I was expecting. Like, this was my first time seeing Edith, Edith Surreal, so maybe like that's what they're good at. I don't know, but uh, just didn't see Oliver working one of these, and uh, wasn't that memorable. Which is uh, a lot to say about his whole tournament, honestly. Yeah, but honestly, which is a shame. Uh, see, we I missed the uh, Lee Moriarty match, yeah. but uh, Treehouse missed the show because of travel issues, and apparently Treehouse's replacement vomited in the ring. So. Yeah. Uh, of all, like, Lots of weather-related issues and shit, and yeah, I'm sure that didn't help with it being so fucking hot. Yeah, it's like this was on the same day as um, Jimmy's show, which we didn't we didn't watch because I honestly didn't feel like it. But uh, they had like two like what is it? Um, Medina Medina passed passed out. out, um, Match. Someone else. Someone got hurt. Oh, Levi Everett. Levi Everett. Yeah, he got hurt. I don't know how he's doing, but yeah. Yeah, I think there was someone else that got hurt too, but um, yeah, GCW was not having a very good first day of this uh, yeah, mini weekend. Yeah, it, it was pretty cursed, and honestly, if y'all saw the venue, it looked like they were in a fucking parking lot. They weren't, but it just looked that way. There was no shade at all. None. So you had the Absolutely sun beating right none. down on you. Yeah, the buildings around it did not give any shade at all, so people were getting... I feel bad for fans, too. Mm-hmm. I, my ass wouldn't have been there. I know that Florida humidity is awful, so fuck no. Uh see. Uh, next match was Aramis versus Arez. Uh, this was good, but I, they definitely weren't really going all out because no. they, they've had better matches. I can't say I blame them for taking it a little easy, though, with like the heat and everything and it being the first show of the weekend for both of them. I loved like Arez working the ref stoppage into the match, though, on a show where like yeah. they'd already been multiple ref stoppages, so I, I love that. I don't know if that – was what he was going for, but it was fucking awesome anyway. I was going to say, if it was, then it fucking worked. I love that shit. And then uh, Tony Deppin was uh, no-showed because of travel issues also. So uh, it ended up being a three-way Oof. between uh, Cole Radrick, Jimmy Lloyd, and uh, Ta- Braden Taylor. Was it Braden? Braden Lee. Braden Lee. I think. Oh, it was Wait, Taylor something. Wait, I'm thinking of Braden Lee. It was Taylor something. I don't fucking know. I don't but fucking either know. way, the match happened. It's nothing worth checking out. Oh, it's some young, dumb, and broke kid. Fuck yeah, right. Fuck. Yeah. I can't remember his fuck. Never mind. I'm pretty sure it's Taylor Brayden something. Lee comes but, uh, later. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, Brayden Lee would first basically was play Stella anyway. Kid. But main event was uh, Nate Webb versus AJ, and it was fine. I don't really. It was, yeah, it, was, it, it happened, it I guess. I uh, see so yeah, S-Cub Night 2 uh, had uh, Dragon Bane versus Tankman. Uh, I thought it was solid stuff. Bane's uh, match night one was definitely better because I said it was like, probably the best match in the tournament, but this was good enough. Like, yeah. Tankman had a decent little tournament, nothing like blow away, but he, he was good all tournament. Uh, you had AJ Gray versus Lee Moriarty. It was all right, but really, su- like, it was super short. Very disappointingly short. No, but okay. I but think this was, like, AJ's third yeah. match of the day, so I uh, can't really blame him for uh, keeping it short, honestly. Yeah, he had the the one that we watched, one the show we watched, yeah. And then he had another show. Right after that, and then this was and the then third this one. And then this one, so yeah. <laughs> man, man will keep him busy, that's for sure. Uh, so, yeah, Cole Radrick versus Arez, uh a shame you have Arez booked, and this is who you give him, but, uh... Had to do oh well, it. and then he loses Laredo, to him anyway, so... The Rado kid said, fuck that shit. Yeah. 
Because wasn't that who that he no he's no, supposed no, to no. face um Jordan yeah. Hmm. Speaking of that, uh, next match was Jordan Oliver versus Braden Lee. The Rado kid no showed, so Braden gets a second shot here. Match was alright, I guess. Like it felt way too long, and but like watch it was only thirty minutes or some shit. I didn't actually look it up, so I'm actually I'm gonna look that up right now. I'm curious how long this match went. But yeah, I couldn't figure out time, but I guarantee you this was like probably too fucking long. Yep. Uh, next match was a non-tournament match. It was a uh, Canis Loop or Hiodel Canis Lupus versus something. I forgot Sky something. I forgot his first name was. That's why I always put first names. But uh, I don't remember. Honestly, I didn't even pay attention to the match. So Same. It, it was just a little match that they threw in between. So give the wrestlers a little bit of a break. Yeah. Uh, next match was Liam Moriarty versus Tankman. Uh, Tankman kind of just like abuses dude at the beginning of the match, which just pissed off Moriarty enough that the finish was a ref stoppage because Moriarty wouldn't stop uh, elbowing Tankman in the fucking head. So that was beast. That was pretty fun actually. Uh, next match, well, these are the semifinal matches, I should say. <sighs> next semifinal was Cole Ryder versus Jordan Oliver, and uh, I could not have given less of a shit about this match. It was Soon so fucking I boring. Soon as I thought Cole was going to be in it, I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Uh, yeah, uh, next match was a scramble match. I didn't say anything about it. It was a way, another way to give them a little bit of time since they just wrestled. But the finals of the uh, Ask Cup was Lee Moriarty versus Jordan Oliver. It was Oliver's uh, best match of the tournament, but uh, that's not saying much. Because the tournament was kind of just there, and uh, it should have been his best since his, it was the best opponent, and it, it was it was his best opponent of the tournament. That said, it was still kind of boring. Like I just, I think it was boring because I knew Jordan was gonna fucking win. Yeah, like, and I was like, really? Okay. The, the whole thing for this weekend is GCW trying to push uh, fucking Oliver for some Into reason. Into the fucking moon, dog. And they said he was ten and zero this year, and at least in GCW. But this was this was on Bloodsport. But I was like, dude, he's really ten and zero. Like, I don't have any problems with him, really. Like, he's a fine wrestler and everything. It's just, they are pushing him way above his fucking pay grade. He's not as good as they, they're yeah. trying to push him as. Dude's not a top guy. Like, like I said, definitely, I'm cool with him. I don't think he's, like, horrible or anything. It's just. Yeah, I, don't, I just want to, like, I don't want to, like, shit on him or anything. It's just watching all these you matches. You have so many other dudes. You have Moriarty. You have AJ. You have fucking Shane Mercer, for God's sake. Fucking KTV. There's so many people I would put above him. Yeah, I'm like, I know the indies are kind of dry right now, but there are, like, a ton of people I would Why push, Reed in the same push him at strong. Room? Yeah, like, I would push him <laughs> a lot stronger than him, but that's this is who GCW's going with, so we'll see if it works for him. I doubt it since it doesn't seem like uh, I had a lot of pay buys for these shows, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> but that's what it is. Uh, Bloodsport, uh, that was a decent show overall. Mm. Didn't really take any, like... Deep notes on it. Just uh, standout matches for the show would be uh, Yo-Yo Lee versus uh, Leo Rush. Or not Yo-Yo Lee. Yo-Yo versus Leo Rush. Uh, Bad, Bo- Bad Dude Tito versus uh, Benjamin. And the main event with uh, Mox versus Barnett. Those were probably like, the top three matches for me of Bloodsport. But overall, it's still like, it's just a really weird Bloodsport. Definitely um, honestly had a lot of people in it I wouldn't expect. Uh, not Some of the matches just didn't really do a whole lot for me. But those three, I think, are worth checking out at least. Let's uh, see, so next show we watched was uh, uh, Sup Grabs. It was like um, Southern Underground Pro Wrestling plus Action Wrestling, like a it dual like a show. It was a joint show, yeah. Uh, standout stuff. Uh, had AJ Gray versus JD Drake. Uh, had some really good shit here. They were like they were slapping the hell out of each other. Yeah, they were beating the shit out of each other. They had a really weird ending because I think they, they, they messed, a, messed up a kick out and the ref yeah. called it for three. They definitely... It, they didn't seem like they were going towards the end of the match at all, so I'm sure it probably would end up being like a really good match. It's just yeah, kind of got stopped at the midpoint. Yeah, the ending definitely took a lot out of it, which sucks because the rest of it was honestly pretty good. It's just 
I don't really know what happened there, but yeah. Yeah, the, the Sup OGs versus Shug D, and I uh, don't remember who the other guy's name was, but uh, pretty hard-hitting tag. Uh, I thought uh, Shug and the other guy were really playing very effective heels, mm-hmm. them winning, but then still getting their ass kicked post-match, a really good way to book it, and yeah, I had fun with that. Yep. Uh, scramble match happened. It was it was a typical scramble match. Uh, they didn't really invent the we- reinvent the wheel or anything, but it was it's solid. Still fun, yeah. Uh, AC Mack versus Myron Reed. I kind of missed most of it, so I don't have a take on it. A lot of things seems like people enjoyed it, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I, I just I just was not paying attention to it. I, I guess. Yeah, I got you. Uh, I mean, had, we were um, working, so yeah. <laughs> had a solid match from Matt Mikowski and uh, mm. Priest, and then uh, main event with uh, Finn Juice versus Violence is Forever. Really good. Really good main event. Yeah. Lived up to the hype I had going into it. So check this one out. Nothing like it's not gonna be anything yeah, great. Yeah, it's not blow away, but it's definitely a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. I have no problems with what I saw, so. Definitely nice to see Finjuice work at least one of these shows. Mm. Would have been interesting to see them work anywhere else, but I don't know where would who else would book them, really. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And they probably only took this booking because it was Versus Violence is Forever, because, like, they, oh, I'm sure they probably wanted to face say. them. And I'm sure it probably paid, paid well enough, but... Uh, so, yeah, it's spring break. I, I didn't take any notes on this, really. Ooh, I gotta... Cause it was, like, late at night for us, and... I don't know if it's late at night for anyone, just about, but uh, I just... It started to really... It, it just goes it, too long. Yeah. And plus, I missed the one match everyone seemed to really enjoy, which is the main event with RSP and Nick Gage. because I, I was too tired. I was too tired. I'm going to go back and watch it eventually, which it seems like the match to go out and watch. I did see the post-match angle with... Um, after RSP won the belt, uh, fucking Mox came out and challenged him for it. So that's going to be fucking uh. awesome. Boy was like, all right, I had this fucking weak-ass death match with Kenny, so let me go to the Indies and have a real death match out here. I was going to say, let's go. Let's get Gage on AEW. Show him to the masses, bitch. After uh, Mox fends against uh, Nagata, he can defend it. the U.S. title against yes, Nick Gage. Nick Gage to news. <laughs> and then uh, I do want to say that fucking Oliver-Leo uh, match was fucking terrible, though. They dragged that shit out for way too long. That I already know that match was too long. At least it felt like it again. Just... No. Like, the whole black card gimmick itself, like, it looks cool. It looks cool, but I fucking but hate honestly, matches. But honestly, yeah, I haven't really enjoyed any of the black card stuff since, you know, he's done that. But I don't, I don't know. Though I did like that Oliver was, like, wrestling in, like, the shitty indie gear all, all week. And then for the yeah, match with Leo, he, he breaks out this fucking fresh gear. His gear looks sick. I'll give him that. But, yeah, that's really, like, my main takeaway from spring break is that, one, I'm really excited for Gage and Mox. Sounds like Gage and uh, RSP was really good, and then that just do not watch the Leo match, please. But uh, that's it for all the indie shit. I think all we got is Mania, and uh, I enjoyed Mania this year actually. Both the nights uh, really. Night one more than two. I think two was kind of boring to me personally, but. I think both nights had something. I'm, but uh, something I liked, but oh. it's just. Night they, one was so good. Night one was really night good. Night two can't compare. And. They cannot go back to two ni- or one night for this fucking mania shit. That's the thing. They can't because I'm not sitting through fucking eight hours worth of fucking WWE fucking wrestling. I can't. And like this is just so, so This is so much easier to just fucking it's sit in like a full, so, three to four hour yeah. show instead of fucking eight hours. It's so much more digestible. I'm like. The length still kind of hit me on night two a little bit. Night two hit because, yeah, like after everything, you're still just tired. <laughs> And they still fill it, fill it full of fucking uh, video packages and shit. So even if the matches aren't that long, it's still a whole lot of that. Like, 
The video packages are excellent. They need to cut some time off of them though. Cause I'm just like, holy shit, this shit's taking like five minutes. I get it. I know what's going on. Well, it's like the fucking, we'll talk about it tonight too, but like that fiend shit. Like the match itself was like five minutes and it fucking, oh the, my if you God, combine the, package the video package. The package made it like 15. And the entrances and everything. Like that probably oh. made it seem like fucking like a half hour long Randy segment. slow ass. But let's talk about night one first. Oh. Uh, kicked <laughs> off with uh, rain delay. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, Rain Delay won, Ben Zero. It cost of like the more, most entertaining WWE shit in a while, though, because it had a lot of the wrestlers doing unscripted promos, and uh, most of them are really good. Like, you could tell who was good at it and who wasn't. Braun. Yeah, Braun fucking, oh my god, his, 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 his whole promo so was fucking all fucking WWE speak. That dude is fucking brainwashed. Yeah, I was like, fuck, dude, oh my uh, god. Seth one had some weird shit, but it was fine. Seth is weird. But so. uh, everyone else, for the most part, had some really good promos. So. Kevin, Kevin should have talked the whole time. Or New Day. There you go. Oh, the New Day show was fucking great. Either one of those. There you go. Yeah, like they mostly chose good people to do it. So other than like I said, Braun and Seth to a degree. Yeah. Uh, first match was uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Uh, match is kind of boring at the start, but it got good by the end, and Bobby won. So let's fucking go. I was very surprised Bobby. I won. was actually very shocked. I was very surprised that he won, but I mean, hey, I'll take it if it means Drew's not champ. Sorry, guys. Ugh. I think it's the right call, honestly. But it the, is the right call. But also, the problem but is I'm a little scared that he's gonna drop it like tonight. We'll see. Okay, oh. Monday or backlash or excuse me, sorry, WrestleMania backlash. No, that's a pay per view. I know. That's yeah, what it's I'm a saying. fucking May something. Yeah, it's like yeah. five weeks away. But now the problem is they got well between this and the main event for night two now they have two strong heel cha- champions and now no baby faces on raw to challenge Joe Ashley. i was gonna say once we talk about both shows yeah it's kind of interesting looking at the landscape of smackdown champions. actually has a lot of uh people that could go up for against roman people uh, that could beat him no not like anybody i was thinking about heel champions never mind yeah a lot of heels won but we'll just go through it um like i said yeah drew and last year's <laughs> good are good yeah. enough uh, see, women's tag gauntlet thing. Uh, it happened. Naomi Lana had cool gear. Honestly, a lot of the people had cool gear. Carmel had good gear. So um, many people did. Well, yeah, some people. Um, uh, some people liked others more than I did. And I liked those three, and that was pretty much it. And you had fucking Mandy Rose slipping on the. Yo, <laughs> that was. <laughs> Karma. I was kind of surprised match on who slip. won the match, honestly. But then they I wouldn't. wasn't because they've been trying to push them hard. Well, I said it was going to be between. I think I said when we were talking about it last week, it was either going to be uh, fuck Tamina and Natty or uh, Naomi and Lana. But then and Naomi. Boy, we were fucking wrong. Yeah, say so Naomi and Lana got the first people knocked out. And like, fucking Naomi was the one eliminated. I fucking hate this company, dude. Uh, see, uh, next match was Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Uh, match was fine. Uh, a lot of people enjoyed this a lot more yeah, than I so did. I was going to say, people were going a little too crazy about this one. I thought it was fine. Like, the UFO spot was cool as hell with fucking Cesaro just, like, yeah, no, that shit like was beast. spinning him around with no hands. And, 23 fucking spins. And I'm glad Cesaro won. Yes, very shocked by that, to be honest. That's the one that surprised me the most. That's because I don't really know what the hell was going on in the story anyway, so. Yeah, I was kind of surprised, but at least it gives a face on uh, SmackDown a win, so maybe they could... Challenge, I don't think Cesaro would challenge Roman, but there you got you got some uh, choice, I guess. Vince won't do that. Probably not. He's lucky that Cesaro even made it to the fuck card, to be honest. But it's good for him to get his uh, big mania match finally. Get that paycheck, King. Uh, raw tag, fun as fuck, honestly. Like almost was a, a beast breaking out the claw during the match. Uh, New Day sold great once almost got in, and that was good stuff all around. But I'm I'm a fucking huge New Day mark. I love them. They're like my favorite tag team. But 
almost was fucking beast, and then it, I, I didn't even notice AJ in the match anyway. I was just yeah, New Day. I was saying New Day themselves were great. Honestly, I didn't really pay attention besides that. I'm not gonna lie, I, I did, didn't care. I did love like they basically were like it was basically the baby faces fucking locking off the ring, so almost couldn't tag in other than like the opposite when it's usually it's like heels locking off their half of the ring to keep the guy from tagging out. Even fucking uh, fuck, I forgot his name is uh. Xavier Woods, uh, he even like yelled out, "It's like we're effectively cr- or cutting off the ring or something, oh or cutting God. the ring in half." It, that was fucking great. Uh, then the semi-main event, uh, the Bad Bunny tag was fucking insane, man. Like, Bad Bunny was just going crazy out there hitting fucking Canadian destroyers and shit. Like, Miz Morrison did well to uh, make him look good too. Uh, Damien Priest basically non-factor, honestly. It was basically all the the, the Bad Bunny show. He was fucking great. Apparently, uh, Gulak and uh, Adam Pearce are the ones that trained him, and he's. Yep. So, not surprised that uh, Bad Bunny got so uh, good so quickly. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to be seeing much more of him. But I would love to see him back. He was fucking, like, one of the best celebrities, honestly. No, he... No, I legit think he is probably, like, the best celebrity rest, like, wrestler to come in. Like, no joke. I haven't seen one do a fucking Canadian Destroyer, and especially not one that fucking clean. So, yeah, he wins automatically. He was really fucking good. <laughs> like, that shit was so good. Because of him. He can be the new Ricochet since they're not going to push the actual Ricochet. Legit, the tweet I saw was like they replaced Ricochet with him. And I'm like, I'm fine with that. Ricochet can't make it on TV. Bad Bunny gets a semi-main event in his first actual match. Who wins here? Need to get um, Bad Bunny versus Pat McAfee now. (laughs) Yes, I want that so bad. Battle of who's the best celebrity wrestler. And then you had fucking uh, Shaq too and AEW shit. Oh shit, I forgot. This is... Yeah, this is the year of celebrity wrestlers. Fuck bald old men. It's fucking celebrity wrestlers, okay? And then uh, main event, fucking Sasha and Bianca. Phenomenal match. Oh, my God. Best mini match in years. Oh, my God. And uh, up there, like, one of the best matches so far this year for me. It's definitely on my top five so far. That's my number one. (laughs) I haven't decided on my top, but it's definitely, like, in the mix for uh, top. It's easy for me just because I have the emotional attachment with both of them, just because I love both of them so fucking much. But, like, the match honestly blew even my expectations. I knew they were going to kill it. But I was just, you know, I was kind of like, mm, I don't know, I don't know. I kind of wanted to rein it in a little bit, but, no, they went out there and did the damn thing, and I'm honestly just super fucking happy for Bianca. She really deserves this. Um, and I hope the company doesn't fucking mess that up, but... We'll wait and see. Yeah, like, I, I knew Sasha was going to be great. It's her main event in fucking Mania. I knew she was yeah. going to fucking go crazy. And she did. She was, like, she was hitting all these fucking bumps on her head. Dude, she was fucking, she, she's going for, like, fucking Kota Ibushi school of selling off this, man. That's how she is, though. And that fucking, like, the hair whip spot on her side. That, that gash was disgusting. That sound when the whip, like, hit her was just absolutely, dis- oh, my God. I cringed. I was like, oh, I know that shit hurts. And, like, really, like, I think the question mark in it was going to be Bianca. And not, I'm not saying that she was bad or anything, obviously. I just, I didn't it's know if she was. just because she is young. Well, yeah, I was going to say, she's still fairly, you know, green. But, you know, we've seen, we've seen really good stuff from her. So, yeah, she kind of was, like, the question mark. But, no, she fucking, <laughs> she looked like someone who's been doing this for fucking, like, years and years. Yeah, she was amazing in this match. Yeah, she was fucking amazing. Definitely her, the best match of her career so far. And definitely going to be, uh. Definitely a thing that Toadie's going to look back on and think a lot. Like, they're going to yeah. put these in video packages all the fucking time. Yeah, like, this oh, it's is... first women's, or not the first women's main event, main event, but. First black, you know. Yeah. Oh, I'm not going to talk about JBL, but. Oh, mm, <laughs> but... I'm glad we didn't bring that up because. 
fuck him. Michael Cole said it. So you know what? We don't care about JBO. Michael Cole said it. But yeah, night one, awesome show for the most part. Like at least the, ba- the final two matches lived up. Definitely worth great, the time. So. Yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, main and semi main work. Everything else is doesn't really matter that much as long as you <laughs> end happy. That's how wrestling works. Night two. Uh, oh God. Had some good stuff, but definitely uh, let down from night one. Uh, first match was uh, the Fiend versus Randy Orton, and I don't know, man. They had a match, and then... It was what I expected. I was yeah. fucking mad we got robbed of Crispy Fiend, because fucking he came out and got what healed the in the entrance video. What the Man got fucking magic power healing himself Man was shit. walking through, like, some kind of healing technology, because it just started to dissipate, and I was like... Uh, I saw his fucking uh, okay. tweet was saying he got he went through the fucking tunnels that uh future not future fucking the weekend got lost in during yeah. the fucking Super Bowl because it's in the same stadium the Super Bowl was in. <laughs> but uh, yeah, fiend came out came out in a fucking fiend in the box. Then, the box like structure. Yeah, box like structure. It's a fucking it's a, box. It's a box. Man. It's a jack in the box. Uh, it's a box. That's one thing I don't miss from Dada. He's a fucking Jesus. commentary. He's fucking awful. Man. Oh my I, god, dude! I was like, holy shit. Like, people complain about the camera cuts, and yeah, that's, that's bad, hey. too. But, honestly, the commentary is fucking more annoying than the uh, camera cuts to me. I don't know about that one. I can, like, mute them out. I can't not look at the bad camera cuts. But, yeah, the match ended with fucking, like, Alexa starting to, like, bleed black shit, and, like, that distracted The Fiend enough for um, Randy to RKO for the win. That was the lamest like, five shit minutes. I've ever fucking seen in my life. Like, Fiend never fucking wins, dude. How the fuck is anyone going to take him seriously? Like, not seriously, you know what I'm saying. But, like, I wouldn't take him as any kind of fucking scary threat if that's what it takes. Like, And now we're going to get the Fiend versus the Fiendus in a feud. Apparently, they're, like, someone was telling me they're trying to call the black shit, like, the Black Mass. And people were trying to put together, like, Alistair and shit because Bray posted something today. I don't know. It's really strange. He posted some picture. It's like some know, art, man. and people were trying to, you know, they always go deep into that shit. I'm like, shut up. Love the fiend lore. No. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> next match is the women's tag. It was fine. Finish was kind of cool. With, uh, fuck, I, I, I wrote that down. I don't remember what happened. Oh, my God. I legit forgot this match already. Oh, fucking Natty had uh, Naya in a shooting. Uh, shoot. Was it Naya? And a oh fucking. Oh, um, dude. I can't remember what the fucking move's called. Submission move Sharp and fu- shooter? sharpshooter. That's what it was, I think. <laughs> and uh, yeah, then fucking um, Shayna was the actual legal person, so she just came oh, in, that's hit the right. clutch, and, she, con- she she the and then yeah. won. So that was kind of cool. I don't care. Uh, next match was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. That was pretty good shit. Too short. Yeah, it felt really short. But it felt really short. They had a good sprint though. Felt like they used mm. like the what little time they had to just drop each other on their fucking heads. So it was fun. Fucking blue thunder bombs and fucking sit up power bombs and shit. I was like, good lord, chill. Fucking Kevin Sam- getting dropped on his head. Fucking trying to roll into the fucking turnbuckle. Yeah, yeah. See, they did that twice too. I was like, dude. Yeah, like they were fucking just going all out. Like this was their match. Like they like we don't have a lot of time, but we're gonna fucking do everything we can do in this time frame. Yeah. And Kevin won. Sammy got all mad because uh, Logan. Logan Paul wanted to sign or be friends with Kevin now all of a sudden, and then ended with Kevin hitting uh, Logan Paul with a stunner. So happy ending, I guess. Uh, next match was I was a. Uh, Matt Riddle versus uh, Sheamus, and I just couldn't be bothered to pay attention to a Riddle match, so... Yeah, I was like, who gives a suck? I really didn't pay attention to any of that. But the bro kick in was fucking disgusting. And, Caused um, Riddle's mouth to bleed, so, uh... That's a win for us, guys. And, like, 
I did like uh, like they had, it was kind of sloppy at points from what I did. Pay it was definitely to. sloppy. Like one of the things was um, Seamus was going for the fucking what, like whiteout or something like that. Yeah, whiteout. I'm pretty sure he's going off that for the top yeah, rope, then. and he kind of just slipped. And thankfully, he's not a fucking indie wrestler because he would just got back up on the turnbuckle and tried it again. But <laughs> no, he was, no, he was just like, no, fuck it, that didn't work. So I'm gonna go and fucking hit a knee off the top rope instead. So Seamus was. That's uh, a veteran mind. Yeah, Seamus pretty good in this match from what I pay attention to. Supposedly he's been really good on the mania, no, not a mania. Man. What I'm saying on Raw and shit lately. I think Seamus is still solid. Like yeah, he's a solid wrestler. I was wrestler, gonna say, so. I'm like, I don't think he ever lost anything. So uh, next match was Apollo Cruz versus Biggie, and this match kicked ass. It was like basically all weapon spots until like Babatunde Dick came out and helped Apollo so win the match. So fucking random. The bro. Commander Aziz or some shit like that now, or General Aziz or the rumor. Yeah. So that's what the rumor is that he's called now, but. Yeah, Apollo's got a heater now, so that's cool, I guess. But I did like uh, Biggie had uh, like a charity on the back of his entrance robe, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, I cannot. Hopefully, they do something with Biggie now that he's lost, he's got rid of this IC title because I doubt they're gonna go back to this because this is like that'd be like their seventh man at the same time. Yeah, I I do hope that they move away from this. Um, like we were kind of talking, I'm like, the easiest thing for them to do is let Biggie win the uh, Money in the Bank. I, that's the easiest thing to do. I don't know if it's like the best thing because he'd still be kind of floating around. But they'll find. I think they'll find something for him to do. He just needs to get in the main title picture, in my opinion, soon. Yeah, I definitely think he's gonna challenge for the title sometime this year. I don't think he's gonna win it this year. No, I don't. Yeah. But getting him in that picture would be nice. I'd love to see him win. You kind of have him. to start. You you kind of have to start getting other guys in the picture because, honestly, at least from what I can tell, there's not a whole lot of people. Yeah, I'd love to see um, him uh, win the Royal Rumble or something. But That'd be cool. They got a decent amount of faces on SmackDown to challenge Roman eventually. They got, they got Big E now that he's free. Got Kevin Owens because he got a big win here. Kevin has already had 8,000 fucking but matches. Let's, let's that'd be later in the year or something. Move. <laughs> and you got Cesaro getting a win. So, I don't know. They got they got some people. And you got you still got Brian, Daniel Bryan. You always go back to you can go to Edge eventually again because he kind of got robbed, honestly, <laughs> in the main event in some of the portions. But... I don't know. They got stuff for Roman, but I think Roman's in for a long reign, but we'll talk about that at the main Roman event, I guess. Is, yeah. But, uh, so my main event was, uh, Asuka defending against Rhea Ripley, and <sighs> match was really just there, other than, like, the sick apron spot Asuka hit near the end of the match, or I think it was, like, the middle of the match, but, yeah, it's really, like, the only thing, and I like how Rhea just fucking, like, walked out, challenged Asuka for randomly on Raw one day, and then well, wins the belt. fortunately, with the circumstances, uh, kind of had to do that, yeah. so... I did. Yeah, yeah. Match was, match was about what I expected, but that's because I'm not very much into Rhea at all. Um, Oscar looked cool. I like the sparkles in her hair, and I like the fucking uh, blossoms. Thought that was pretty, pretty neat in her entrance. Would be nice for Oscar to get a win at Mania once. Hey, you know but. what? The two fucking goats are fucking. They don't have any wins, so you know what? It's totally fine. Whatever. I was going to say, fucking Sasha's like 0-6 and, and Oscar's like 0-4. Something like that. Yeah. So I'm like, huh, the best ones just don't win, I guess. And the fucking Rhea's entrance music was fucking oh awful. Oh my god, <laughs> that was so bad. I was like, oh no. Like, I, it's probably the mix that fucked up. Like, I don't know what they were fucking coming out, like what mix, audio mix they were can using. I about the camera shots, like them panning back and forth. I was like, can you just stop? Oh, no. But yeah, that sounded like a fucking down straight performance. Like, fucking Cody's entrance shit. But, ugh. Anyway. Real match worth your time on the show was the main event with uh, Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns versus Edge. 
I thought it was pretty great shit. Kept me entertained throughout. Lots of big spots. They used the... What was it? Jimmy Uso or Jey Uso? Jay. Yeah, they used Jay pretty effectively to get heat on Roman throughout the match. They didn't fall into the usual three-way trap of guys Mm-mm. just, like, laying out while the other guys worked. Like, they kept all three involved pretty much throughout the match. I was going to say, maybe, like, the only time it, that kind of happened, but not really, and it made sense, was when, like, Daniel was put through a table pretty hard, but he got back in pretty fast, so... Yeah, it's like when they were laying out, like, that Daniel stuff. Like, they never he, they, laid out that long. They got murdered, so they kind of gave yeah. a reason to. <laughs> and uh, they didn't... They did that even to, like, explain why uh, Jay was, like, out... He was out there helping Roman in the beginning, but then uh, just randomly came back at the end to help Roman because Edge had taken him out with a chair... Sp- or not chair, like, a stair spot mm-hmm. early in the match, so he would be able to come back later once he, I guess, woken up. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I enjoyed this a hell of a lot. The finishing stuff was pretty fun. Edge's faces were really kind of, like, dramatic at times during That's the concerto face, shit. But, um, but, yeah, I love, like, the double submission shit and, like, the head the head uh, headbutts. Like, I can't, cannot believe they had fucking Daniel Bryan out here fucking doing headbutts. He probably shouldn't have been doing it, but it was pretty sick. And, uh, yeah, I love the finishing finish with the Roman fucking stacking edge on top of Daniel and then pinning both of them at the same time. Fucking sick. And uh, I'm happy Roman's getting this defining heel reign because it's fucking awesome. He's, I love him so much. His entrance with that fucking 8K or oh, 4K or whatever. God. Oh, my God. That's all he needed to do. But, uh. Honestly, I kind of have a feeling he's not going to win or lose his belt again until next year's Mania. No. He's not dropping this belt until they're fans. He's not dropping this on TV, the way they're booking him so strong. Fuck no. If, they dro- if he dropped it on TV, I'd or be Or not even astounded. TV, but like, even, a, even like a pay-per-view. Like, he is not dropping this in front of, unless it's in front of fans. And probably not going to have like another pay-per-view in front of fans for a while, honestly. Maybe later in this year. I don't know. We'll see, I guess, depending on how the vaccine rollout and shit in America is going. Right. Going shit here in Philly, so I, I'm not. Even, I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> but uh, we're yeah. almost there. Yeah, but uh, that was Mania. Honestly, my favorite show of, the, of Mania weekend was uh, Night One of Mania. Like indie stuff, uh, it had some good stuff, but I don't think there's any like must see show for Mania weekend. Honestly, which is not good to say about the take, state of the indies for what we watch anyway. I'm, I'm sure there's other stuff to watch because we didn't watch anything i do not have time to watch all that shit fuck no because a lot of it was going on at the same time like but yeah there's stuff to watch so we'll drop a couple recommendations in the footnotes of the episode but uh that's it for the roundup so let's uh get into this uh i think we'll kick off with champions carnival here the uh first three nights of champions carnival took place uh over the weekend day one was on april uh 9th the first group stage match, uh, Shuji Ishikawa defeated Koji Doi and 909. Uh, figured if Doi was going to pick up a win this in this thing, this might be one of the opportunities for him to do it. But uh, I forgot that Shuji is the Gaora TV title champion. Elevating that bitch. So, uh, not that surprised that he end, he, in the end that he won. It was nice to see Doi in a singles capacity because he didn't really get a whole lot of that in like his late Wrestle 1 run because he's mostly, mostly a tag guy. But he carries himself a lot better as a heel, I think. He was targeting Shuji's arm pretty well, but Shuji just kept using it. Yeah. He could have sold it a little bit better but at times, but honestly, it wasn't that egregious or anything to me. Overall, I thought it was a good match. What do you expect from these two? Uh, final few minutes were excellent. The finish was good. It was a good way to keep Doi looking strong because Shuji basically just snuck the one out, the win out. He didn't really beat him definitively. But, yes, solid match. Yeah, I was going to say, um, Doi actually got a lot more offense in than I expected, I guess. I don't really know what i expected coming into it but 
like you said, lots of arm work to Shuji, but it was kind of uh, neglected a little bit, but it wasn't anything that I think was that horrible or anything compared to another match, but um, <laughs> I'm just really happy that we get to see Doi actually get to work more singles matches this time, just because, you know, basically his run here has been like all tags, except for like a couple of other singles matches when he first came in. I think his only singles match in All Japan has been the Yuma match. Um, I don't think he's had any other ones, but maybe, I don't remember. Oh, God, you might actually be fucking right. I was trying to think. I was like, yeah, there's Yuma, but I don't remember any others, if there are any. Um, but overall, I think he's definitely a great addition to this year's field, uh, just because this match ended up being good, like you said. Uh, definitely thought he might pick up the win here, but like you said... Forgot, Shuji is a gay or a TV champion, so I guess we're going to try and elevate that a little bit. Uh, next match was uh, Kohei Sato defeating Tuama in 10:49. I thought it was a good match, uh, much better than their title match, thanks to it only being 10 minutes long. Uh, so they pretty much packed it full action, and it had headbutts and shit, so uh, what's not to like? I, I enjoyed it. I was going to say good match, and probably, thankfully, because it was a lot shorter than their previous match, so... They definitely had to fit in a lot of more of the hard-hitting action and shit, and that's exactly what they did, and that's what I wanted. So, definitely a good match. Uh, next match, uh, Shinjiro Otani defeating Yuma Aoyagi in 9.51, and Yuma was out here trying to kill this Yo. old man early, like mocking him and shit with the fucking sword pose, but uh, of course Otani got the upper hand, did the boot scrape spot, getting the crowd really fired up, uh, finishing with this big boot Yuma had, like, to Yuma, who had, like, crawled to the outside to avoid it. Had a big elbow slap exchange. It was really good. Yuma got in the end game, but Otani got to the ropes. Otani hit a huge lariat, but Yuma kicked out at one. But then uh, two more lariats, and Yuma ate the pin. And uh, fantastic match. My favorite of the tournament so far. But, mm. yeah, definitely uh, go your way to see this one if you haven't. I 100% agree with you on that being your favorite of the match or the match or the Match of the tournament so far. I cannot talk today, I guess. Um, but yeah, this match was just top to bottom, just fucking fantastic. Yuma worked great. Otani looked fucking great. Otani's probably already like um, potential MVP of the tournament so far. But I mean, it's really early, so I don't want to get into that kind of talk yet. But he, he did really, really good here. This match was just absolutely what it should have been. And they delivered, so couldn't ask for much more. Uh, so, I mean, event, Jake Lever defeated Shotaro Oshino in 344. And, uh, yes, Prince, buddy. Let's go. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. It's a, it's a three-minute match. Uh, what's there really to say about it? I thought it was good while it lasted. Excited for an actual match between these two down the road eventually. But uh, that evil laugh Jake does, does, this is really corny. I, just, I hope he doesn't keep doing this the whole tournament. <laughs> he, he think he kind of tried to, he was doing a little bit in the Swama match, not really. But, yeah, I'd. He didn't do. He did it like once, that I noticed. It wasn't. It, it wasn't as loud as this one. Yeah, I just. I just hope this doesn't become a thing. I don't need him going all fucking corny villain shit. I don't shit. really fucking give a shit, but okay. <laughs> oh. I was gonna say I thought it was decent for what we got, but I mean, yeah, it's literally like three forty-four. I think I was more shocked at the time when I saw it, but then it's like at the end of the day, it's really more about, I guess, the angle. They're going to face each other down the road, so it's like, I guess that's really what we're setting up for, but yeah. I saw some people complaining about, like, the ref spot, 
And I was just kind of like, it wasn't really that bad. Yeah, so it they wasn't that bad. They just threw him, and he hasn't done it since, so, okay. Yeah, so this is the, like, this is the only cheating spot the it entire just, show, yeah, yeah, yeah. the entire tournament so far. and Literally, it's all been pretty clean, so. But, uh, main event of that, this night one, was Zeus defeating Kento Miyahara in 1816, and, uh, Kento and Zeus are pretty much always great together, and mm. it's just more of that. Uh, another great match to add to their list of many, many matches, matches together, but, uh. Definitely, uh, like I said, great match. Definitely, pr- I preferred Otani and Yuma to this, but Absolutely. Um, this is still really good stuff. They've definitely had better matches in the past yep. by far, but yep. I don't know, solid James Carnival main event. Like, what's there to say? Hey, you pretty much hit the nail on the head with all of that there. Um, really good match. Definitely good main event. Um, definitely better matches in the past, but this was still good. You can pretty much count on them to give you at least a good match. Sometimes great matches. So, you got that here. Um, it didn't feel like 1816. I don't know. Maybe it didn't feel like it to me. I kind of felt the length. You kind of felt it. It wasn't, like, bad. I just, like, it felt like an 18-minute match. Not yeah. a bad or a good way. Just It felt like it, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Zeus already on his crazy fucking run, I guess. <laughs> uh, he's probably going to come crashing down, but just not... In any of the shows we talk about. But uh, as far as night one, uh, I loved it. Fucking yeah, I was great, great, w- great, great way to kick off the carnival. I think it kind of fell off a little bit in like the following nights. Yeah. But uh, no, good. Definitely uh, check out this night if you're gonna just pick and choose. Pick this night and pick and check out the um, Otani Yuma match and Zeus and Kento. Uh, night two or day two from uh, April 10th probably the worst night so far yes <laughs> and i don't think anything was like outright bad or anything it's just definitely nothing blow away honestly if you're gonna like if you're gonna skip a night of the carnival skip this one it's just, yeah there's not a whole lot really worth the time honestly first match was yuma aoyagi defeating chotaro Ashino in 922 this was just really dry honestly like the two had much better matches in the past both the singles match on the no t- no people tv show mm, absolutely and the champions carnival match they had but uh Neither guy seemed to be really putting in a whole lot of effort here. Maybe they're just saving it for later in the tour. But uh, got Yuma another point on the board, which is really all it needed to do. So it accomplished that. But, yeah, it's kind of just dry to watch. I think that's, like, the whole thing that I've kind of noticed, at least in, like, day two, was that kind of low energy, low – I don't want to say low effort, but it's just, like, there's not a whole lot to the matches, like, any kind of hard-hitting shit or anything like that. It's like I get it because it's a long tournament and you don't really want to um, – like, give up too much energy, I guess, but it's just kind of, like, kind of makes for a dry match for a lot of these, and I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Like, I didn't think this match was bad by any means. They definitely just had a lot better. Like, this was fine. Thought it was okay, but, yeah, it's just, it's it's probably going to be something you'll see more, I guess. Next match was Koji Doi defeating Kohei Sato in 452. Pretty short match with them just, like, beating each other down. Doi gets his first points of the tournament. I figured this might be one of the few wins he'd get if he was going to get any wins, beating up one of the old guys. But, uh, yeah, it kind of weirdly worked, but it wasn't bad. It was fun seeing Kohei beat down Koji a little bit, and then Doi picked up the win. I don't know. It was it, it, it was fun. <laughs> I was going to say, wasn't bad. wasn't great. I just didn't – it didn't really do anything for me. Next match was Zeus defeating Shuji Shikawa in 10:41. Just another dry match like Yuma and Ashino was uh, – they just did really nothing really that exciting or interesting other than that little bit at the end. 
Uh, Zeus continues the win streak here. Potentially earns himself a Gaora TV title match. Not sure I really want to see a rematch of this, no. but uh, if they do want to go that route and make it, this belt kind of actually matter as a secondary belt, having Zeus challenge for it is a good route to go at least. But yeah, this match though, uh, wasn't it? It was like match itself was just okay. Nothing to really rave home about or anything. Um, I didn't even think about a potential Gaora TV title shot. That would actually be good for Zeus and for them to try to elevate the title, but I guess we'll see what happens and if they even really <laughs> do anything about that. Uh, summer main event was uh, Kensu Miyahara defeating Shinjiro Otani in 1323. My favorite match of this show. Yes. And uh, a, <laughs> lot of it, yes, a lot of it just has to do because Otani fucking rules, and uh, he has really yes. been highlighted this tournament so far for me, like she mentioned <laughs> on the first night. Just with these two matches, he's been awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kenta's been having a strong, like having some strong performances too, and overall, just a good, well-worked match. Really, it was like the only match that kept me interested the entire time on the show. But I don't know, it was really fun. Always fun to see Otani do the boot uh, scrape spots. Yes. The crowd didn't seem as into it on this night than that's the first night. Yeah, it was it was weird to kind of see the difference between um, reactions with the crowds. And they're in the same place too. So yeah, I was, I was like, did y'all just get a different crowd somehow, or like maybe they just saw they one? Tired of yeah, it. they saw it once. They didn't need to see it a second <laughs> night, I guess. But no, that was, that was a really fun match. I love seeing Otani. I was going to say, I absolutely agree. If there's anything that you want to watch from the show, it's definitely this match because this is pretty much like the only one worth it. Um, Otani ruled again. Kento has been good also. So there's at least your two big guys right there. Um, but, yeah, just really solid match on a otherwise pretty weak show. And the main event was Suwama defeating Jake Lee in 1823. Um, I thought it was a decent match kind of slow for most yeah, of it it was dry had some good moments and, and scattered in throughout and i think it got how like jake's new character works over pretty well though a result could either be um them showing their hand and that jake is winning the tournament and beating swam note award or it just shows how clueless they are about how to build stars yeah i'm gonna have faith that jake yeah. is winning this because otherwise why the fuck would you have him lose swama here yeah but uh if he is just gonna win the belt note award it makes it makes sense for me it's That's, just, that was like when I saw the result, that was my absolute first thought was that, oh, okay, Suwama gets the win here, so later on Jake's going to beat him. Or like you said, they're going to be fucking stupid and then just not do that. But like I said on Twitter, I'm going to remain cautiously optimistic, but we'll see. But as for the match itself, yeah, it was pretty dry. Um, a lot of headlocks in the first few minutes, and I was like, oh, okay. But it definitely got better as time went on. Um, yeah, Jake's character look was... I'm trying to think of how to word it. It was definitely revealed a lot better here than I think in other matches. But, I mean, he hasn't really had a whole lot of time to show it off himself. But, um, yeah, I mean, match was fine. And, I mean, I guess Suwama did have to get a win. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, even though... yeah. So that's why I'm kind of leaning more towards Jake's going to win, but I don't. We'll see, I guess. I don't want to <laughs> do that because last year I got my hopes up and I can't do it again. I see. And uh, next day was uh, day three from April 11th. Yeah. Definitely a better night than night two. Not a whole lot must see, really, but still. Much I, easier watch. Much easier watch, for yeah. sure. Uh, first match was Jake Lee. Defeating Koji Doi in 810, and uh, <laughs> they tease what I expected when Doi laying down for Jake to put over the leader, only for him to use the opportunity for a roll up near fall. 
Afterwards, it was pretty much just a straightforward match between the two. Strong eight-minute match, where in the end, the, the faction leader just put down the upstart, followed by him like checking up on Doi after the match and like reassuring everyone that Eclipse are united together. Uh, really shame they are in the same faction, because I'd, like, I'd love to see a more heated match between these two sometime down the road. But for now, uh, that's pretty much what I expected it to be. Yeah, I was going to say, the whole lay-down spot was honestly really great. Uh, I mean, it's all coming, but still, this is a lot of fun to see. Um, definitely thought the match was solid. Like you said, I do kind of wish they weren't in the same faction, because seeing them go at it down the road in like a little bit of a longer match and a more heated match would be really fucking good. Um, definitely like that Jake put over Doi, too. So, yeah, I think overall it was a pretty solid way to start off this uh, this day. Uh, next match was Shuji Ishikawa defeating Yuma Aoyagi in 1113, and it was just dull. Yeah. <laughs> um, the ending was Yeah, I, did, I really did not love the finish. Mm-mm. But uh, Yuma selling of the defeat was great. And honestly, like, if there's anything to, like, praise about this match, it was Yuma. Yuma's awesome. Yuma so just, it's like I was going to say... You would just rule, so. But yeah, he he did what he could with Shuji. His yeah. Shuji's offense wasn't that exciting, and he w- was working pretty slow. And yeah, just not a whole lot to enjoy about this one, really. Yeah, Yuma's like his facial expressions after he lost were just honestly the highlight of the show. Yuma was, was like almost always like almost one step ahead of Shuji, I guess. And it's just because uh, I'm like, dude, like no, like the match was just is is there felt kind of bad for Yuma because I was like, damn, dude, I want to enjoy this because you're in it. But, yeah, I just, just couldn't get into it. Uh, next match was a main, or the semi-main event. Uh, Shotaro Oshino defeating Kento Miyahara in 12-11. Kind of felt like a shorter version of last year's Champions Carnival match between them. Like, just, just shorter and without the infants interference this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kept it pretty tight. It was really hot from the start with Oshino targeting the knee and leg as he is one to do. The legwork led to the uh, surprise win with uh, Kento tapping out to the ankle lock after Ashino just like no sold a blackout knee and then locked in the ankle lock for the win. Uh, it was good shit, better than anything on, on night two in my opinion. Only issue I had with it really was Kento couldn't be bothered to sell yes. his leg except for like yes. at the end. Hell, he like he sold the knee more backstage yes. than he did in the entire fucking match. But uh, God, even watching it, I I, I can't believe Ashino actually tapped out Kento. So uh, his biggest win so far in all Japan. So. At least us Ashina fans have at least one thing to hang our hat on right now, but <laughs> no, like, it was a pretty solid match overall. Mm-hmm. Just wish it would have been longer and uh, wish Kento would have so sold. I was going to say, I actually enjoyed the match, um, but god damn it did the selling actually piss me off here. I was just like, dude, just like threw your knee and like beat the shit out of it on like with the um, post of the ring and you're just walking around like nothing fucking happened. And then he got backstage and his knee was hurt. And I was like, oh, all right. That's, uh, so that's how it's going to work, huh? I mean, but at least other than that gripe, the match was pretty decent. Um, Ashino got a win over Kento. So I don't really know if that means anything right now, but we'll take, we'll take the win. We'll take the win here. At least it didn't have a fucking, or it had water in it, and thankfully we didn't do the fucking spot Yo. with Kento. That always happens between us too. Everyone got nervous because they saw him and was like, "Oh shit!" They really needed to not let water fucking Please. breath Kento's match. No, we don't need but it. But no, it was it was fine here. <laughs> but uh, main event: uh, Zeus defeated Suama in 1952, and I mean this was good, but it's like hard to have a strong feeling about it. Like might have just been because it took so long to really get going, just mm-hmm. like the Jake match, just never hooked me. A solid enough main event, though. 
it had some hot action in the end, and I did want to shout out to him as a great selling too, because he was really good in selling the, both this and in the Jake match. He's he's been he's great selling. I was like gonna a, say that's like Suwam one of Suwama's best points is his selling that I don't think like I don't want to say a whole lot of people touch on, but yeah, honestly, his selling is pretty much like top notch. And his fire up spots are really fun. Usually, oh, but, I love those. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, like it was it was a solid match. It's just nothing. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna think about it ever again. I was gonna say I agree. Um. They definitely had better, but it's just, yeah, this was fine. It was, it was fine. Like you said, the ending, like few minutes, got better, but yeah, other than that, it was decent. Uh, but that is it for Champions Carnival. As we said during the airings, uh, next two nights are going to take place on the 17th and 18th, and we already ran through the cards. So I'm not going to do it again, but uh, we're going to be talking about those next week. So I uh, look forward to that. And let's end the show talking about the final show we're going to talk about, which is DT's uh, April Fool 2021 from Corken Hall on April 11th. Uh, first match was a dark match. Hideki Okutani defeated Toi Kojima in 506. And it was a fine dark match. Not much to say about it. Kojima is continuing to look like a really solid rookie, but other than that, I mean, it was a dark match. What's there to say about it? I was going to say, um, I thought for the most part it was fine. But like you said, it's like... It's a rookie match, so not much to it, but yeah, I definitely think um, Kojima's really um, going to be built to be something special. And then we got all the announcements before the show really kicked off. Two of the highlights really were uh, DT now has a big cartel store, so you can buy shirts internationally. Yay. I think they only have like three up right now for pre-order or something. Yeah, I haven't looked at myself, so maybe that's true. It, yeah, I think I saw a Takashita shirt. Um, Tokyo Joshi shirt. I don't remember what the third one was, but I'm pretty sure there's the only three right now. But yeah, hopefully that means I can get shirts up quicker than Pro Wrestling oh, Tees did, please. so we can kind of have more availability, because I'd oh, love to buy more DC shirts. It's just, one, I don't really want to order through Pro Wrestling Tees anyway, but yeah, I just want to be more uh, updated stuff, because a lot of the shit they had on there was really was old really shirts, so. Old. Let's see, uh, other announcement was the KOD man titles are going to be defended on uh, May 4th. So, look forward to that, I guess. They haven't announced who the challengers are yet, but I guess we'll find out on one of these shows sometime you this month. You know they're going to randomly just pick people. But, uh, for the overall thoughts on the main show, though, uh, just as usual, it's another fun DDT Quark and All show. Like, yep. I, I'm always, and I always enjoy these, especially this year. Like, they haven't this was missed, such, really. Yeah, this was such an easy watch compared to, like, getting through all the shit that we had watched in this past week. I was... This was like something I was just very excited to watch, just because it's it's so easy just to sit down and get through. Yeah, I'm, I'm honestly kind of happy we saved this for last because yeah. it's definitely just nice little treat after we went through all the other wrestling. Ooh, like yes, and all the serious shit is out of the way. All that bullshit's gone. <laughs> Here's my funny <laughs> shit. Yeah, same like with all like how these DC Cork and Hall shows are all hitting at like basically like they're all hitting perfect for me. Yeah. The, all the other big shows, like the Call like Strong and shit like that, they're all really good. Mm. Like, DT's probably my favorite promotion this year. Uh, they I was going to say DT and Tokyo Joshi under the same umbrella, but yeah, those are probably like the best ones for me so far. Yeah, it's like just Cyber Agent as a whole is probably like my yeah, favorite whole yeah, umbrella honestly. of wrestling. <laughs> Cyber Agent's definitely, yeah. And then plus, Got my favorites yeah. there. And then obviously Freedoms for Deathmatch, I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I then, say, fuck yeah. And um, Seedling's like my favorite Joshi promotion, honestly. I also like Tokyo Joshi, but Seedling's been... Doing like more work ready crap for me. I, I have more. I haven't watched a lot, but it's like Tokyo Josie's just fun, and a lot more of the time I want to have fun. Yeah. Now instead, so. 
But yeah, uh, DZ's been kicking ass this year. That's just another more one more Corkin to add to their list of really fun Corkin all shows. So let's get through it. Uh, first match was uh, Yuya Korku's uh, debut match. He was <laughs> defeated by Yusuke Okada in 728. I like this kid's music. It feels kind of like a throwback theme. I really oh, like that. Oh, they said it was some wrestler's theme, and I don't remember oh, who it was. Oh. Yeah, they said, oh, they said someone else used that. I saw it on Twitter. Oh, I don't remember who it was. Fuck. I really liked that. <laughs> so, but uh, this is the first rookie to debut since Akiyama took control of the dojo. So I'm curious if this dude was trained entirely by June or if he was like still like in the mix or what. Or like, or if we still have to wait for a rookie trained only by June. But mm-hmm. he sure as hell wrestled like an Akiyama trained wrestler. So... Either way, the kid looked really good here, and Okada was a great chase, choice of uh, opponent for his debut. Like, he looked very good in this match. I was going to say, this match was honestly really just fucking, was fucking awesome, in my opinion. Um, Korku looks fucking sick. Like, <laughs> I really enjoyed him. Like, he looks fantastic for a rookie. Like, and it doesn't, it, it also helps that, um, you know, he has Okada as his partner. So, of course, he's going to make you look even better, but it's just like... I think the match itself was just really good like for a debut match he actually got quite a lot in and was honestly just really impressive so definitely i think he's going to be one to keep an eye on next match uh chris brooks saki akai yuki ino and yuki onaya defeated makoto oishi akido kazuki harada and keigo nakamura in 1008 solid match here i really dig the team of oishi akido and harada they had some really cool interactions together and then keigo thrown in to make it a more fun group Naya continues to improve, though, like, he looked really awesome here. Like, he's finally figuring things out a little tag bit. Tag stuff is his shit. Yeah, he just needs to be a tag wrestler. Tag stuff is his shit. And, and I was just saying, that's fine. Like, you don't have to be a singles guy. Like, if they just want to make him tag guy, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But, yeah, looked, gr- looked good. And then you had uh, Eno going along with the Tokyo Go shit just to hit Arata with a backdrop that ruled. Um, uh, but yeah, after the match, uh, Saki challenged for the extreme title because uh, she wants to help carry the load for Eruption too and win a title like they've been doing, <laughs> and uh, which kind of <laughs> ironic considering <laughs> some I'm in here. But uh, that match is going to take place on the uh, May Fourth Cork and Hall show too. And as of now, it's going to be a double title match because as she's the now. current Iron Man champ. So we'll see if she uh, still champ then. If she can hold out until May Fourth, I'll be impressed. That has to be like the longest time that someone hold, held on to that. Something like that. But <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited for that match. Should be fun. But uh, yeah, what do you think about the match? I was gonna say definitely, um, definitely solid match. There's some good wrestling here. Uh, definitely, you know, there's obviously some comedy stuff with Eno and Harada, but that was just fucking. That was great anyway. Um, but yeah, main point of everything was just Saki challenging Chris, and uh, I'm really excited. I'm curious to see what they come up with for the match. I guess like stiff, because I I'm assuming you know they're gonna they gotta have something. So I'm just kind of like, uh, what are we gonna do here? Um, but yeah, definitely really excited, and I guess like uh, another thing, just give me Saki two belts and put her in King of fucking DDT, please. I'll beg each and every time. Just do it. Uh, see, next match. <clears throat> well, next two matches. Um, uh, first was uh, for uh, Gorgeous Matsuna's pre-60th birthday commemorative match. Uh, Damnation, Tetsuya Endo, Matt Pauly, and Nobuhiro Shimatani defeated Gorgeous Matsuno, Toro Washi, and Antonio Honda in 24 seconds. <laughs> and, yeah, the match ended in 20 seconds, and uh, they all just, like, started to leave until the GM got on the mic, got mad, told everyone to read the room and put it on a good match for Matsuno's birthday celebration and made them restart the match. 
all the while Endo was trying not to corpse and ended up failing. He was just fucking like collapsed in the corner laughing. Oh my god. But uh, yeah, they restarted the match. Um, this time, uh, Gorgeous Matsuno's team won, defeating Damnation in 659. Once the match started, Endo just continued to corpse while Nobu and Polly killed Matsuno. The setup for the Golden the Fox was kind of pretty hilarious with Honda just like tripping all over all like, tripping over all three of Damnation. Endo and Polly got blinded by Gon and attacked uh, Nobu, thinking it was Honda. Oh, God. And then Matsuda, Matsuno hit a springboard elbow, followed by a splash for, from Honda for the win. And, yeah, this is just fucking hilarious, man. You were dying. Anytime I see Endo course, it just makes me laugh just as much because I'm like, this dude can never not fucking laugh. But I'm like, I'm kind of the same way, so I totally understand. Um, yeah, this shit was just funny all around, like. Honestly, you know, it's not anything work ready, but it, it was just a lot of fucking fun. And honestly, that's all I really wanted from it. And they gave it to me. So it's a win in my book. Uh, just hope that Endo never has to be put in a match where the stipulation is where he can't laugh because he's probably going to lose before the bell rings. So, but yeah, if you want to see him corpse a lot, then <laughs> there you go. That's <clears throat> that's gave me an idea. Oh, no. If uh, Chris defends against uh, Saki, Endo needs to challenge Chris for the title. But Chris needs to make the step something like whoever laughs first loses, or you have like a number of times you can laugh. Like oh god, basically like you do UWF rules, but do it with laughs. That's so you so have like silly. five times you can laugh, and whoever fucking laughs five times loses. That'd be fucking amazing. Endo would have to go to some kind of training to like just not laugh because God. But uh, after the match. Uh, Naomi Yoshimura came out and announced his uh, return to the ring will take place on May 9th. And it's not official yet, but he said that he wants his return opponent to be Yuki Ueno. So uh, definitely hate for that if it ends up happening, but we'll see, I guess. I really hope it does. That would just be so fucking good. I I really miss, I really miss Naomi. Um, so his return is uh, pretty fucking awesome for me. I don't really know what they're going to do with him, but I guess guess we'll see. I can't believe he's been out like six months already, man. I know. He's, I they said swear. that. I was like, what the fuck? It, oh, my God. But uh, next match was uh, Damnation, Daisuke Sasaki, Somatsukao, and Yuji Hino defeating the Sonic Kamina, Yuki Ueno, Shunma Katsumata, and Mao in 1550. Of course, before the match, Shunma had to take the mic and plug that AEW debut of Takashita over the weekend where he uh, showed up at uh, the AEW house show and uh, teamed up with Kenny and the Young Bucks and uh eight-man tag yeah but uh yeah he's there for the, for a couple weeks really can only be for like two weeks because he has to be back he has to leave by like the 23rd 24th if he wants to come back and quarantine in time for the uh, tag league which starts in may so uh aw better get their use out of him if they want to use him because it seems like he's gonna be on dark he's gonna be on dark elevation uh tonight Sorry. of the day of recording facing uh danny limelight which that could be a pretty good match Meltzer's reporting that he wasn't on dynamite this week at least in a match or whatever because it was a tape show on Thursday, <laughs> and that uh, he's he's they've taped a couple matches with him for Dark, but uh, they gotta use him on fucking Wednesday. Not this, no, obviously not this Wednesday. Cause it was already taped, but and don't fucking tell me that they have to introduce him. That don't mean he goes on fucking elevation. Bye. But I'm like, you got Takashita there. Like, you need to use him to elevate one of your guys. I don't care. I don't really care who you pick. Just pick someone. Have them have a singles match with Takashita on Dynamite. And Takashita can lose. It doesn't fucking matter if he loses, honestly. Just have him go out there and make another guy look good. Give me Pac. Yeah, Pac. I really want Pac, uh, Pac or Phoenix or one of them to face uh, Takashita. But, yeah, I was like, 
it'd be a huge missed opportunity if you don't use Takashita just to go out there and have a great match with one of your wrestlers and make them look like a fucking million bucks. Yeah. So we'll see if they do that on Dynamite next week, but <gasps> we'll see, I guess. But anyway, like I said, uh, Somo is he- out here plugging that, bragging about it. He even teased himself going overseas, but he wants to go to Finland so he can evolve in the saunas there. <laughs> but uh, match itself, uh, overall, it had some good stuff, but uh, nothing I'm going to remember at the end of the day. Mm. A lot of good stuff from Hino, as usual. And then uh, Soma picked up the win over Ueno with a low blow and a lot of assists from Hino. We'll see if he gets that kind of help in the title match, too. But uh, either way, it's a big win ahead of their title match for him. Still not very optimistic optimistic about the title match, but I got faith in Ueno. And I think the two's interactions in this match are pretty decent. It's nothing. But it's a, it's a multi-man tag. Wow. I'm, like, I'm not going to get super uh, hyped yeah, about it. But, and like I said, uh, Soma didn't win clean over Ueno here, so... We'll see if he gets help from Damnation in the title match, which mm, he probably, probably fucking will, but will. we'll see, I guess. But, yeah, what do you think? Um, I actually didn't take a whole lot of notes on this. I don't know what I was doing then, but whatever. Um, Yeah, I thought it was a pretty solid match. Um, I mean, I like most guys in this anyway, so, of course, I was probably going to enjoy it. But, yeah, someone picking up the win was, I mean, not really shocking or anything because, you know, the opponent always gets a win over them. But... Yeah, I mean, I guess we'll see what their title match holds and soon. And then we got the semi-main event for the KOD tag titles. Uh, Harshima and Yuji Okabayashi, Okabayashi uh, defeated Eruption. Kazuhara Gucci and Yuki Sakaguchi in 1836. Overall, that was a pretty great match. Uh, Sakaguchi was a glue to this match for sure. Like, everything he did just yes, looked good. Yeah. He made his opponent's off- offense look really impressive. His own strikes were great because, I mean, they always are. It's fucking Sakaguchi. That's like his whole thing is fucking kicking people really hard. Uh, we got more of him and Harashima, like, in the singles match from the past Cork and Hall show. I just, I could just watch these two fight forever. They're Honest fucking to God, so man, good together. I love them so much. Sakaguchi uh, was good here, too, but I, just, I, don't know, I don't know. I just enjoyed Sakaguchi a lot more than him in this match. Finishing sequence was pretty cool with Okabayashi just picking up Sakaguchi while Harashima had him in a hold and then slamming him to the mat, holding him up for uh, Harashima to hit Somato for the win. I enjoyed the Harshima and Sakaguchi singles match from Korkin more than this, but uh, this is so great too. Just not quite as good, but mm-hmm. I it was a pretty solid t- title match. Like I definitely enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought this was um, definitely pretty good stuff. Um, I think I had some high expectations and it didn't quite meet those, which is okay. I mean, it's whatever. Um, but Sakaguchi and Harshima were absolutely fucking just—they were just too good. Like both of them are just too fucking good. So. I wasn't really shocked because I loved their little sprint a couple weeks ago. But, um, like you said, Higuchi and Okabayashi obviously were still pretty good, too. It's just Sakaguchi and Harshi were just on another little planet of their own there. Um, I don't... I was trying to think if the result really surprised me. I was just kind of like, oh, okay. All right. That it happened, I guess. I'm curious where Eruption actually goes from here. I mean, it makes the, the, the tag or the tournament oh, tag tournament yeah. a little bit better since the champions Actually, aren't yeah. in it now. That's a good point. I mean, they might be in it if uh, certain someone's win the belts on the next show, but oh yeah, but we'll I kind of doubt that. I don't think that's gonna happen. But, I think certain person is in that match to be the pin guy. So, but yeah, yeah, good shit. <laughs> now let's get into the main event for the KOD Openweight Title. Junakiyama defeated Don Chokodino to make his second defense in twenty three thirty seven. First part was just stupid shit with Akiyama trying to avoid all of Dina's bullshit, including leaving the ring while all the DT wrestlers, like including Oishi, like tried to reassure him it was fine. 
like the look on Akiyama's face was like, why the fuck did I sign here? Why am I doing this bullshit? He was so <laughs> fed up with Dino or just uh, from the jump. Beautiful. Uh, Dino went to do his squatting spot, but Akiyama moved down the way and just started kicking him in the ass. From there, uh, Dino actually got his working boots on. Like it still had his stick in the latter portions of the match, but he was doing some good work in ring too. Even had like a mid-match promo from a, like a naked Dino on the Titan Tron, oh leading God. to uh, him, the real one in the ring, hitting a Don Choco driver on Akiyama for a near fall. Followed by a naked moonsault, which yes. Akiyama was just disgusted with when he saw, I guess he saw Dino's dick by accident or something. <laughs> but uh, Akiyama kept coming at him with running knees, but Dino wouldn't stay down. He had an exploder, making sure Dino's dick stayed covered, but he kicked out again. But then he hit just hit one more for the win. End of the day, you like if you like this match, like whether you like this match or not, is gonna come down to whether you like yep. Dino's gimmick or not. Exactly. Like it had good work, but if I'm, if if his, if his gimmick is off putting to you, the work isn't gonna yeah. change anything. But I enjoyed it. Did I enjoy it as much as my buddy John Carroll over at Amakase giving going four and a half on it? No, but uh, that was a good main event to cap off this really fun DDT Cork and all show. But yeah, it's, it was fun. It's it was a Dina match, but uh, like got more like. I actually think it was more <clears throat> tame than usual. It's kind of like, <clears throat> like the last match of this kind of cal- like l- type of match that Dino's done is really the last KOD title match he was in when he faced yeah, Sasaki. Yeah, yeah. Kind of similar what thing, like except similar, for um, like, yeah. except S- for Sasaki, Sasaki kind of played more played into, into the um, shit. This was yeah. kind of more work ready than that one was, but mm. yeah, it was fun. I was gonna say, um, definitely had a lot of fun with this match. Actually, like you said, if you're kind of like put off by Dino's gimmick you probably still won't enjoy this even like with him doing better work in ring um so yeah there's that um overall yeah I I just thought it was a lot of fun like Akiyama looked great (laughs) Akiyama was just disgusted most of the time so there's that but um yeah I thought Dino looked tremendous I like I liked his pink hair I like the robe he came out in um yeah this was just Dino had his working boots on, and Akiyama always has his working boots on. So, definitely, um, definitely a fun main event for this Korakuen. But hey, <clears throat> for everyone that doesn't want to deal with Dino bullshit, uh, you're gonna love the next challenger. Yeah, so we got that next challenger lined up, I and he uh, might be more your speed. Harshima is gonna be the next challenger for the Oof. KOD this June at Cyberfest. Sexy. Big main event for uh, that show, which. Anji, it might not be the main event. I'm no, cur- you know Mudo's stupid bald ass gonna be fucking <laughs> no. I say bald like Akiyama's not fucking bald, but whatever. Honestly, this is probably the best, better match because more than likely it's gonna be Marfuji versus Mudo. That's what I'm kind of thinking for Cyberfest. So definitely think the KOD title match is gonna be a little bit better. But uh, anyway, <clears throat> in addition to that, a match announcement: uh, Harshima and Okabayashi are gonna defend the tag titles against Akiyama and Oishi on April 18th, which is the next show this coming weekend. So, uh, yeah, good t- titles or good title challenge lined up. Very excited for DT this coming spring, summer, whatever you want to call it, I guess. But uh, and plus you got the tag league starting next month, so a lot of good stuff to sink your teeth into with DT in the coming sure. weeks. And like I said, uh, overall, uh, just all, another really fun Corgan All Show from DT. They've have not disappointed yet this year to me. But that is it for the show and the, it for our episode. Um, Yay go through our uh, match of the week real quick do a little differently this time just because uh had so much to talk about let's do um top three from mania weekend shit and top three from champions carnival ddt combined for uh 
mini weekend shit. Uh, surprisingly enough, most of my shit's gonna come from WWE. I know, isn't that weird? It's number, so weird. <clears throat> number one match, obviously, is gonna be uh, Sasha, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Second match will be uh, the triple threat. Ooh, really? Yeah. I had a lot more fun with Bad Bunny. I mean, that was that was a funner match. I just. I know work rate wise, fucking the other one was better. I know, yeah. But I was getting tired at that point. <laughs> so fucking Bad Bunny and Damian Priest and all them for me for two. Yeah, my two. Like I said, my two is gonna be the triple threat for the Universal Title. Number three. Yeah, uh, you're probably stuck. I'd probably go with the Bad Bunny for number three. Okay. Shit. Because I'm like, I'm just trying to think of like any indie shit that I enjoyed more than that, and I'm like, not really. Not much. I was gonna say maybe if anything like. Finn Juice and Violence is Forever, but even then, I don't no, think. No, no, yeah. Bad Bunny chose better than that. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> Man, I haven't seen no fucking uh, Juice Robinson breaking out a Canadian Destroyer out. In oh, the shut the fuck <laughs> up. I'm, I'm joking, but no. I probably would put Triple Threat for three, I guess. So, yeah, pretty much the same, just a little different order. Yeah. For uh, the Champions Carnival DT combined shit, uh, Ooh. my number one will be uh, Yuma and Shinjiro yeah, Otani. Yeah, I think that one's pretty clear cut there. Number two uh, is a little tougher. I would probably go with the KOD tag title match. Yeah. Oh, three. Three, that's, that one's tough. Because it's like, I don't know if anything is good enough, in my opinion, from Champions Carnival to put on it. I'd probably go Kento and Zeus for third. I can see that. Fuck, I don't fucking know. Um, I'm going to go fucking kind of balls to the wall. I'm going to fucking put that Okada and... Uh, you get match on there. Hell yeah. I really like that shit. <laughs> but uh, I'll drop some other match recommendations in the footnotes. Check them out. But that's it. Next week, our main topics will be the next two nights of Champions Carnival on the 17th and 18th, plus the Tokyo Joshi Quark and Hall show from the 17th. And maybe talk about some other wrestling. We'll see. There's not a whole lot of it, but maybe we'll watch some other shit. Maybe watch that Dragon Gate show. Finally, yeah. at least watch the Masks vs. Masks oh, match yes, shit. Oh, yes. I'm going to watch that before it goes. But, uh. Anyway, uh, check out James Carnival, check out the Tokyo Joshi Cork and all show, and uh, come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Rusty Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at AFPIR underscore. That is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.